Hey guys, real quick before we get to this week's episode, a big huge apology for the audio. I stupidly didn't save the master file and only have the backup audio, and re-recording an entire show was not possible. So, apologies. BG Mania, a video game music podcast for June 4th, 2021, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You're listening to Main BGM1 from Atlantis No Nazo. Released April 17th, 1986, composed by Naoki Kodaka. BG Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, he's back, the Wednesday special, it's Frank. What up, guys? Good to have you back, Frank, after uh, last, well, last week we put up two episodes. We we never did get around to putting up that mobile episode a week or two weeks ago, so we had that one, but then we our had that schedule, little, Our uh, schedules are going to align one of these days. It's going to happen, Brian. One day, we're doing this on a Tuesday morning because it's just the, uh, the easiest time that we were able to finally sit down and, and do this so this is going to be an exciting episode but before we get to it real quick if you'd be so kind head on over to apple podcast or whatever app you're listening to us on and leave us a rating and a review on there to help us out because we want more listeners we want to share this music with more people so do so and uh you will help our visibility in terms of search results so thank you thank you thank you and if you don't i will crush you <laughs> every three months here frank we do these composer appreciation episodes on bg mania we used to call them deep dives. Um, not so much anymore. We we kind of are just appreciating the composers where we kind of put the the tracks in order that they composed them and just kind of go down the list and really just appreciate their their compositional styles and evolution of their work, I guess, because it's fun listening to some of these early tracks and then really hearing the, the later tracks, especially as technology got better and everything. So I, I really enjoy doing these episodes. We do them every quarter. Um, what is what do we do? January? How do we do it? January. So we do it in March, June, September and December, I, I think are the three or the four months, if I'm remembering correctly. I know that's pretty bad. I don't remember on schedule, but it's pretty much March, June, September and December. Three, six, nine, twelve. There you go. Three, six, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, something like that. <laughs> and this month we are focusing on the wonderful and probably best known for working at Sunsoft and doing some incredible music back on the NES um, and, and really, I guess, 8-bit, 16-bit era. We're talking about Naoki Kodaka today, who has a, a very, very strong following within the video game music podcasting scene. Um, Bedroth, you know, friend of the show, we're going to hear from him a little bit later. He sent in some of the tracks we're going to listen to today uh, for a suggestion, but he also recorded something for us to put in the episode a little later on. He was going to be on this entire episode with us, but unfortunately, just because the way you and I are, are kind of squeezing things in when we can, there really is no set time that we sit down and do this anymore. So 
it, it does make it a little bit challenging to record with others, but at least, at least he was able to still send in some words that we'll put in a little bit later. But man, it's funny because Naoki Kodaka really was only active between 1986 and 1997. And when you look at like the the list of games that he composed, it's not that extensive. There's only, there, there's certainly less than 30. I didn't do an exact count, but there's definitely less than 30 on this list. I've owned, I looked at the whole list. I've owned seven of these games. He's composed for one of my least favorite games that still has good music, so, you know. You won't hear a single one of them because we played them all already. <laughs> I was going to say, Fester's Quest, we played all the music from that one. Uh, not, a, not a terrible game, but just a really, hate, really hard game. I hate the game. Absolutely hate it. Love the music. <laughs> we did a we did a uh, Adam's Family episode. Yeah. And, we, and we struggled to play something from, I think that's the last episode we played music from Fester's Quest because that was the end of it. <laughs> and like we always say, BG Mania is a video game music podcast where the, the idea is we never play the same track more than once. Even though we don't mention it every week anymore that is still the goal so it's a rule we try to stick put to uh and i, and I, and I try to break all the time <laughs> sometimes i allow it but not all the time not all the time but this is gonna be a fun one man we've got we've got some excellent music lined up here to kind of celebrate the work of naoki kodaka who if you look on wikipedia there's not even that much information for like i'm gonna change that soon don't worry i have no idea how old he is i have no idea when he was born like it's it's not on wikipedia at all um i don't even know that it's on any particular website uh, the this one here vgmpf ha has him listed as being born sometime in 1957 but that's it a hundred years ago wow a hundred years ago <laughs> no not yet not yet god man can you imagine like living to be a hundred like it's gonna be so crazy like if we actually make it that long that, that's that's what i'm gonna have my midlife crisis at a hundred years old yeah uh this website says he is currently working as a full-time teacher at uh daido university uh in japan so that is currently what he's doing uh it would be amazing to have naoki kodaka as your professor and i think that's probably something we've mentioned before on the show because i, I remember that fact i wonder if he's teaching like uh, video game music, like music theory th or something like that. But like, teaching the next generation of video game composers, like literally teaching them, like computer based stuff, like that, that kind of deal. It would be sick if so. Like the, that would mean the future of, of video game composers are in good hands. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know exactly. We need to figure this out. Someone, Bedroth, you probably know. Bedroth is like the all the all expert on Naoki Kodaka. So anything we say wrong, he'll I'm sure correct us out. But uh, we, we've got some fun tracks to get to on the episode today. Like I said, we order these episodes typically in the order that they were done. So our opening track came from Atlantis Nonezo, which translates to the mystery of Atlantis here in the U.S. It never released in the U.S., only released in Japan, April 17th, 1986. Um, we are going to be playing a lot of Sunsoft music today. I believe we did a Sunsoft episode already, did we not? We have, we have. Yeah, which, which is where a lot of our Naoki Kodaka music came from, and probably where we mentioned that Naoki Kodaka is a professor before. <laughs> I actually just looked it up right here. He is teaching digital sound. Oh, that's awesome. Hell so, yeah. He, he actually wrote a, a book for this, you know, his professorship, so that's Hell pretty yeah. cool. Um, it says this game on uh, on Wikipedia released on the Famicom and the PlayStation. 
Huh. It, it could have been brought, it could have been like on like a disc of other games. Though the game was never released outside Japan, a partially translated version titled Super Pitfall 2 was under development for release as the sequel to the unrelated Super Pitfall. So this game was going to eventually be tried to tie into the Pitfall series, but never actually saw the light of day here in the US. And then it was actually ported to the PlayStation over in Japan on December 6th, 2001, as part of Memorial Series Sunsoft Volume 2. There you go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, we, we've not had it here um, in, in the U.S. I wonder if any of those compilations are here. Probably. Maybe not. Who knows? If not, we should kickstart it. We should kickstart it. We should do something like that. But yeah, fun little track. And, and you definitely hear, like, the early, early sounds of the NES in that track, right? Like, back in 1986, there wasn't a whole lot going on in terms of video game music and, and the video game music scene and even just video games in general. Like, 86 is probably NES, dude. It just came out a year before. You, Not could even. Fit, you could fit every single NES game, US and Japan, on like a two or three megabyte uh, card. Isn't that crazy? Like, absurd. It's like 900 some games or something like that. And it's, it's less than, man, a picture nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. It's absolutely so crazy. Let's go ahead and jump to our, our first block of music here. Um, it really doesn't matter who picked what on this episode. We kind of just, like, between myself, Frank, and Bedroth, all curated this list. Uh, we're we're going to kick to our next three tracks here. And then, Frank, you and I will be back right after that. You're listening to Tower Castle from Medulla no Subasa, released December 18th, 1986, composed by Naoki Kodaka. listening to Level 2 from Blaster Master, released June 17th, 1988, composed by Naoki Kodaka.
you're listening to Final Boss The Joker from Batman on the Sega Genesis, released July 27th, 1990, composed by Naoki Kodaka. I think with that actual block, we ended up with one from me, one from you, and one from Bedroth. Bedroth kind of opened us up with the tower and castle music from Madura no Subasa, which translates to the Wing of Medulla, again, released exclusively over in Japan back in 1986. Uh, I love this one, dude. It reminds me of something. I just can't put my finger on it, but it has that bump, 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 kind of thing going on. It reminds me of... Oh, when you say it, if you say it, it'll jog it in my mind, but it, it's very, very familiar. What is that? But I know what you're talking about, but it all it also reminds me a lot of Kung Fu. You know, Kung, Fu. Oh, Kung Fu. It is Kung Fu. You're right. That's it. That's totally it. That's the baseline in the background. Like, at certain parts of the song. I mean, it's not exactly it, but it sounds very similar to it. Yeah, I, just, I knew it was reminding of something. It took me a little while there, but, you know. That's definitely it. Oh, man, what a good one. Uh, it, it has a lot of similarities, but again, early 19, or, or late 1986, this came out in December over in Japan, but again, early on in the, the life cycle of the NES, so a lot of people hadn't fully realized the potential of the sound chip and, and really what it would do in its later years, but uh, I just like the early NES sounds. It, it's comforting. I like the, you know, the Super Mario soundtrack, uh, any of the old wrestling games on the NES and just how... Except for Tag Team Wrestling. Except for Tag Team Wrestling, which will We'll never not play the tag team wrestling jingle to close out our episodes. <laughs> that is the official BG Mania close. I need to I need to like reach out to Data East and be like, can you guys compose us a jingle? Like just get the guy who who, who composed it. I, 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 I don't remember. Tag team wrestling. Who composed that one? I don't remember. It was uh tag team wrestling NES. Um I, I think it was Lucifer. No, doesn't even say on freaking uh Wikipedia. Damn it. I'd have to really go dive in and look, and I don't have it uh anywhere written down. But I need the composer that did the music for tag team wrestling to start doing the music for Level Down Games, if he's uh, still around, or she. I amazing. hope they're not. <laughs> I say rest in peace, but no. Rest in peace, no. <laughs> oh, man. We had a blaster master track in that uh, in that block as well. And I really, obviously, guys, I wanted to play Area 1, one of the most iconic pieces of music from Blaster Master. And if you listen to the Legacy Music Hour back in the day, you know, that was always their theme music that they opened in with as well but the area two for blaster master definitely up there in terms of my favorite tracks from this game and i'm glad that this is still a franchise that is is still going strong dude i mean area two 
it's still so familiar to me that I, even if I didn't see it and heard it, I would have known it was Blaster Master. It's like, oh, it's Blaster like, Master's it, music I play, is. I played the so hell out of it. It's so iconic, and and I really think that you know, looking at the the list of stuff that Naoki Kodaka has worked on, I mean, we have you know, Atlantis No Nazo, Dead Zone, Wing of Medulla, Nezolar Land in '87, Shanghai in '87, Spy Hunter in '87 was good. I like Spy Hunter. We're gonna play a track from Super Spy Hunter here in a bit, but then you have Ripple Island, Freedom Force, and then Blaster Master. So Blaster Master was within the first two years that he was working on stuff and i and i really think it might be you know one of the soundtracks that really probably was was considered one of his better at least back then if you were paying attention and most people weren't paying attention back then to composers and who was doing what they just knew oh this music sounds kind of cool but blaster master still going strong man like i just played blaster master zero two back in 2019 when it came out on the switch and then they announced um, that Blaster Master Zero Three is coming out later this year. It's coming out on July 29th for Switch, PS4, and PC. So this series is still going strong with new entries. Makes me so happy. I really wish Naoki Kodaka would have come back to do the uh, the soundtracks for these games, but did not. Last time, the Blaster Master Zero Two was done by Ippo Yamada, Hiroki Seno, Oi Tanaka, and Kotaro Yamada. So that's who's working on Blaster Master now. But I love this track we need to return to form make it happen i just you know with all these kickstarter games and and reaching into the barrel and pulling out some of these composers that we've not heard from in so long like hiroki kakuda working on um dawn thorn uh i i wish that somebody would make it a stretch goal and already have like you know naoki kodaka on speed dial like hey if we get this amount of money would you be willing to do the soundtrack to our kickstarted game i would just love to hear naoki kodaka in the modern era we have I haven't heard a composition from him since 1997, dude. 1997. It's been 15 years. put out more songs than that after, after his career's ended. Come on now. 15 years. We've not heard a composition since uh, from Naoki Kodaka. And he's only, if he was born in 57, that makes him what? 64? 64, 64, 63, 64, maybe 65. So... 64, I think. Probably turning 65 this year, maybe. Depending on what his birthday is. I don't know. So, yeah, older, but probably could still really impress with with some compositions on on modern instruments and modern chip stuff especially if you did like modern chip tune stuff I'm like my god dude that would be so cool to hear that would really be so maybe cool. a collaboration with rainbow dragon eyes let's make it happen oh man messenger 2 there we go <laughs> and then of course our uh, our last track we closed out with was from the sega genesis version of batman just titled batman back in the day dude there were so many games oh my god just I'm called batman, batman. there were so many games just called Batman. It's ridiculous how many there actually were. Um, Naoki Kodaka worked on several of them, though. He did the music for the NES version. He did the music for the Game Boy version, and he did the music for the for the Sega Genesis version. Um, and, and they all are different. <laughs> it's so crazy. But this is so rocking, dude. The final battle against Joker. Oh, my God. These Batman games back in the day were so good. Now, this music is just phenomenal. Like the fact that the Genesis always had great sound. Um, it always did. Genesis music, it always sounds like 
grittier and dirtier and like just more in your face. But that's what I like about it. Well, that's because Genesis does what Nintendo don't. I know, I know. And Nintendo don't do what? I don't know. Uh, what does Nintendo don't do? I don't know. It was it was a good ad, ad slogan for a while. It was a great ad slogan, but I still never figured out what Nintendo don't do. Um, I never figured that out. Yeah, because 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 they're they're still going strong, and Sega is more of a developer. Sega is more of a developer now. Which I mean, you know, granted, we are getting a new Sonic the Hedgehog game next year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that ends up being good. I want Sonic Adventure three. Come on. Oh man, I do. Too. I really do too. Composed by Naoki Kodaka. No, I'm just kidding. Please, please. Uh, uh, he, he can just compose my new Chow Garden, which will take my life away because that's all I'm doing. Oh man, that would probably definitely be the case. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump to another block of Naoki Kodaka music as we continue to celebrate everything. Well, not everything. Like I said, he composed 26 games and we're only playing music from 14 of them today. So we're going to jump to our next block of music. There is some excellent tracks in this one. And then Frank and I'll be right back after that. You're listening to Stage 2 from Journey to Silius, released August 10th, 1990, composed by Naoki Kodaka.
You're listening to Stage 1, Clamp Enterprises, from Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Released October 1990, composed by Naoki Kodaka. You are listening to Underground Area from Euphoria the Saga, released September 20th, 1991, composed by Naoki Kodaka.
Frank, that was a that was a block of you right there. We had a uh, three tracks that you chose. We got to start off with some Journey to Silius, which I think is probably my at least one of my favorite Naoki Kodaka compositions uh, or soundtracks, I should say. Um, we we've played the stage one theme to Journey to Silius before, which I absolutely freaking love. Um, this one here is stage two. Just as you tried to play a, an accordion cover, but I no 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 no. We got to pay tribute to Naoki Kodaka. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I highly recommend that you go to the YouTubes, do uh, accordion cover of Journey to Cilia Stage 2. Good stuff. Good stuff. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. But the, but the Journey to Cilia soundtrack in general, solid. Dude, Definitely it's solid. so good. Like, the first time, because Journey to Silius is not a game that I ever played back in the I've day. Heard, I've heard of it back in the day, but I didn't play it. Yeah, I've I've heard of it too. I've seen it before, but I had never actually played it. And it was based on the Terminator. Um, and I remember we talked about that before, but they ended <laughs> up having to change it because through whatever happened, they weren't able to use the actual likenesses and licensing oh, oh, after. James, Ca James Cameron would have sued them into oblivion. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be based on the Terminator. <laughs> ended up just becoming uh, Journey to Silius, though. And Naoki Kodaka just freaking nails, dude. Nails the soundtrack from from start to finish here. Uh, it, it is they, like they used the it says here on Wikipedia. They used the digital channel for a sampled baseline and the triangle channel for the kick drum as opposed to um, using the digital channel for the drums and the other channels for some of the other content. So I think that's where Naoki Kodaka was starting to really experiment and expand on what the NES chip was capable or sound chip was capable of doing. And I think that's kind of cool. I think it's really cool in general for all composers when it gets later in the life of the NES. Like because really like figuring, and, and, and I guess that's like, you know, you look at, say, for example, Naughty Dog. And you, you look at Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 3 for the PlayStation 3. Like, you know, as the as the consoles always get older, the developers get better at working. In my opinion, you always get the better music towards the end of a console's thing. You get the more you get the more iconic stuff towards the beginning, but you get the you get like the better composed stuff towards the end. Yeah, and Journey to Silius definitely is like I said, one of my favorite NES soundtracks to listen to. I, I freaking just love how rocking this is. But I also love this pick you brought here from Gremlins 2, stage one. Uh first of all, I love Gremlins just because, you know, Gizmo and Gizmo's my dog that I've had forever. My little Pekingese, he's still going strong. Thank God, knock on wood. Uh, you know, he has his rough days after his surgery, but he's still chugging along. Uh, I love this track, dude. I love the like the the trills in the middle. I love everything that this man. It's so good. I've never played this game, but I want but, but I want to because I, I'm a huge just like you. I'm a huge Gremlins fan. Um, I didn't even know it was crazy. Though. Back in the day, it was either like LJN or Sunsoft had all the good like movie licenses. Yeah, they definitely kind of capitalized on the the movie based video games and 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 oftentimes, you know, those games absolutely suck. <laughs> Fetcher's Quest. I know. I, I'm with you. Um, yeah. So the most most licensed games absolutely suck. I don't know how this one is here. Apparently, you're you're just running around as Gizmo through different levels and and kind of doing things. But you just like wipe out all the gremlins. That's uh, your standard fare. It was released from pretty much every freaking platform, though, back in the day. And the soundtrack, too, because Naoki Kodaka did the 
soundtrack, and it was released across all platforms. NES, Game Boy, Amiga, Atari, Commodore, DOS, ZS Spectrum. So everything was kind of just, I'm assuming, fitted to whatever platform it was on. But I've not even listened to too much of the Gremlins 2 soundtrack, but what I'm listening here, I love this. I really like it a lot. And this was what, 1990 on the NES? So right around the same time as uh, as um, Journey to Silius. With rumors of Gremlins 3, I can only imagine what, what the new Gremlins game would be Ooh, like. What, what kind of music they would get into that. Naoki Kodaka coming back for that one. See, there's so many games that Naoki Kodaka could come back for. Yeah, Journey to Silius was September 1990, and then Gremlins was um, October 1990. So literally the very next month this game came out. That's actually pretty crazy. Uh, and then you closed that block out with another pick from, from your playlist, uh, Euphoria, the saga is the game, and Underground was the track. I was not expecting this underground level to have such a, like, Arabian Night desert-ish feeling yeah. to it. When it's kind of like the underground, you definitely get, like, a... It's like Mario, right? Yeah, but this is more like Yeah, exactly. Uh, if this is more of a like a like I said like an Arabian like a hidden catacomb ancient Egypt kind of feel, maybe a sitar in the background, you know, snake rising up from a from a pot. That's what I get out of this. I, I, I used to do that with my recorder that gave us in elementary school. Pretend like I, I can get, pretend I can get a snake to come up. Well, but it was actually something else coming up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and see, you looking at screenshots of Euphoria. I know we've talked about this yeah. uh, because we we've actually played something from uh, the Hebereki series, Sugoi Hebereki, back on the. I think that may have been on the Sunsoft episode as well. And Euphoria is actually technically the first game released in the Hebereki series with every game pretty much being a sequel after that even though this one isn't called Hebereki. So I don't understand some of their naming credentials, <laughs> whatever. But I love the soundtrack to this game. And I love the soundtrack that, or the track that we just played there. It, it's so surprisingly good. I, this is one of the ones I just randomly stumbled upon. Uh, to be honest, I just got myself in the zone. I was like, hey, this this, this kind of kicks. This is a Frank pick. Yeah, definitely more more chill than some of the other ones that we've heard. Uh, but I But I really, really like it. But that is going to take us to another block of three tracks here that we are uh, going to go ahead and play. But uh, I, you know what? I think before we play that, why don't we go ahead and cut to Bedroth? Let's let's put Bedroth in here and uh, let, let's let him say a few things on Naoki Kadaka. And then we'll go ahead and cut to our next block of music after that. Hey, guys, Bedroth here. And Brian, thank you once again for inviting me to be part of this. As uh, you may or may not have already mentioned, uh, Kodaka is one of my favorite composers, probably my favorite NES composer, and really glad to be able to bring some stuff to the table. I originally was planning to be uh, live with you guys, but as I mentioned to you, I'm actually going to be on my uh, anniversary vacation while while y'all are recording this. So uh, happy to be able to send in a few sound bites, though. And I'm probably not going to be too long because, to be honest, I don't know anything about <laughs> these games, really, that I have submitted for tonight. Uh, the, the first of uh, the tracks I submitted to you from 
Um, Madula no Tsubasa, 1986, Sunsoft game. This is one of Kodaka's first compositions, and uh, it's translated as The Wing of Madula. I don't even know if this got a stateside uh, translation or anything, but I picked the castle theme because... To me, this is one of the most sophisticated and like cooling, coolest sounding early NES pieces of music. Like, I'm, I'm really surprised this came from 1986 because to me it sounds really just as good as some of his later stuff like Batman and Journey to Silius and uh, Blaster Master and stuff like that. It's, um, it's really, really good sounding and again, really cool sounding to be from 1986. And I think if I had to sum up Kodaka's appeal on the NES especially in one word that word would be cool his stuff it just it just rocks more than almost anybody else on the NES with the exception of guys like Tim Fallen like he he is that good to me um, <clears throat> the next track is from a game that I've actually featured a couple of songs from on my own show, uh, Albert Odyssey Gaiden, and um, a Gaiden of course is a side story here, so this isn't actually a direct sequel to Albert Odyssey, it's a kind of a side story or spinoff. Um, this game has a cool development story because it was originally actually planned for the Super Famicom, but there were some, some kind of late game changes and things like that, so it actually ended up being released on the Sega Saturn. And because of that, the I think you can really hear it in the sound. Uh, Kodaka is one who you can hear on the original Albert Odyssey guide, and he knows how to compose, like really compose, not just write like a rock style song, but he knows how to how to compose some some complex stuff. And you get the sense here that this is what he wanted the SNES tracks to sound like. And this is a mix of the sample-based sort of SNES style and the closer to Redbook style that he was able to get on the Saturn. It's a really interesting hybrid of sound to me. Uh, those who don't do not work should not eat. Um, is, uh, you know, it's very, very capitalist <laughs> kind of title there, but it is, um, it's a, it's got a cool sound to it. Again, I haven't played the Albert Odyssey games, so I don't really know anything about where this plays in the game. I don't know, it's got this sad sort of quality to it, and, um, I really like that, like that lead flute instrument, or I guess it's like an, it's like an oboe flute combination. Uh, they sort of trade back and forth. It's just a really, really pretty song and very different from a lot of what you would expect to hear from, from like early Kodaka on the NES and the Genesis. Um, his range is just really, really cool. This particular track, I like how it kind of goes back and forth between these two. Like one part sounds almost like a lost love sort of theme, and then another part sounds like it could almost fit in like a village or um, like a work site type theme. Got some in, um, like some percussion in there that makes me think of like carpenters or, or some sort of industrial work going on. I don't know. Um, and then the final track that I brought, I was actually really, really excited to find. I have to give a shout out to Ed Wilson, host of VG Embassy and the Arcane Machine podcasts. Uh, also, you can find some of his, um, um, his other passion is 
taking music directly from games, like ripping it, and that's actually how I got this track. Uh, you can find some of the tracks or some of the soundtracks that he's pulled on at Ruiner 9's, um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called, but I go there a lot, on YouTube, just search Ruiner 9 on YouTube, R-U-I-N-E-R, -E the number 9 on YouTube, and you'll find his uh, little VGM playground of sorts. But this is from, I believe, Kodaka's last recorded game, uh, Outlive B eliminate yesterday again don't know much about this it appears to have something to do with like anime and like big mechs stuff like that um but the soundtrack is it's actually really ambient compared to a lot of kodaka's work but track six which is the one i sent to brian has got this really like the sort of RPG boss quality to it, um, and the uh, the way that he uses like the bass and the drums and that uh, that dark synth, it reminded me a lot of like the Batman NES soundtrack, which is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Uh, Streets of Desolation. I mean, it's a classic. Everybody knows it. The the Gotham City one track from Batman on the NES, but it's a classic for a reason. It's really really super cool, and this kind of reminded me of that. Um, uh, but, again, with more like Red Book audio. It's like if Naoki Kodaka had gone back and done the original Batman soundtrack, but with real sounding instruments, this is more likely what it would have sounded like. So, um, yeah, that's really all I've got. Uh, wanted to showcase kind of some different eras of Kodaka's um, style and just compositional prowess here. Um, He's a really cool dude. I would love to just be able to even hear an interview with him sometime. I've read a couple of them, uh, but just seems like a really cool guy. Uh, he's actually teaching music now at a couple of different universities, I believe, in Japan. So it's good to know that his talent is being passed on to future generations. Well, thank you guys once again for um, having me on and can't wait to hear the whole episode. Take care. <laughs> You're listening to Island of Ha Hacienda from Batman Return of the Joker, released December 20th, 1991, composed by Naoki Kodaka. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, 
be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Boss Battle from Super Spy Hunter, released sometime in 1992, composed by Naoki Kodaka. listening to Water Melody from Super Fantasy Zone, released January 14th, 1992, composed by Naoki Kodaka.
thank you, Bedroth. And I am, man, I am so sad he couldn't have been here to to chat with us about Naoki Kodaka. He would have made this episode 10 times better than it's probably going to be because he would have had more to say. <laughs> yeah. He would have definitely had more to say than, uh, than you know, like dive, diving deep, deep into Naoki Kodaka lore and stuff. But uh Man, it, it's just so fun that, you know, there is a composer like Naoki Kodaka who has this. I wonder if he knows, like, how big of a cult following he has based on his Sunsoft composition. I feel like he has to. I mean, he's a professor and students, students talk. You would assume. You would definitely assume. It would be really cool, like, if he knew how much we really did appreciate all of his contributions to the gaming industry and the gaming music scene back in the day because, man, so many of these games, like the one we opened up with there, Return of the uh, Batman, Return of the Joker. I know for a fact you put so much time uh -huh. into that game, dude. Uh, I know that. Yeah, I had all the Batman games, and that, this is this is actually one of the more collectible ones. Um, I even like the name Island of Ha Hacienda. You know, just um, yeah, this one, that, that one, it's 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 a little rockin'. It, it, it could honestly fit in a contra game. It could, it absolutely could. And this is uh, a Batman game that I actually distinctly remember playing. It was pretty good. Like a lot of the Batman games back in the day were actually really good. The, the NES Batman games are some of the best. I mean, until you get to like the Arkham series. And you know what's fun is that um, Naoki Kodaka worked on the Genesis soundtrack to. Return of the Joker alongside Tommy Tallarico. We should do another uh, composer spotlight on him again. Another Tommy. He was the first one we ever did. I know. Wasn't he? I Plus think he was. was. I, think, I think Tommy Tallarico was number one. September Tallarico 2 Electric Boogaloo. Ta Tallarico 2 will have to happen eventually. <laughs> But yeah, I freaking love the soundtrack to this. And, and Return of the Joker was also released on the NES and the Game Boy. Uh, Naoko Kodaka did the NES soundtrack. However, Manami Matsume did the Game Boy version of Return of the Joker of Mega Man fame. So why? Yeah, why are they stepping on my man's uh, job here? That's why he quit. How dare you? I don't know, man. But uh, I think, you know, it, it's just so cool. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's probably limited sound. So probably yeah, not his deal. But, but it's cool when you see like, you know, Naoki Kodaka did this but then there's another version that someone as prolific as Manami Matsume, who is another composer that we absolutely love, yeah. based off her work on Mega Man, Mega Man 2. She's um, one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, she, she's done so many. She worked on Mighty Number no. 9 recently. She worked on Shovel Knight with Jake Kaufman. Um, and she, she's worked on so many cool things back in the day. Final Fight, like, I mean, she, she's awesome as well. So seeing her do the Game Boy version of, of Batman Return of the Joker is pretty freaking cool. But, dude, just, uh, man, how awesome is this track? Like, oh, my God. And this is the NES version, obviously. Like, yes. It's it's not the game. It's not the Genesis version. It's not the Game Boy version. This is just straight NES version. So we're not hearing any Tommy Tallarico stuff here. But, oh, my God, dude, this is this just this track is so good. It really is. And then I kicked to Super Spy Hunter, which is one of my oh, great, track. great track. I love the Spy Hunter series. Did you ever get into the series? No. See, I, I was always a fan of Spy Hunter back in the the late 80s and Super Spy Hunter. They were those like top down car combat games before Grand Theft Auto was a thing. Like you're just kind of driving around, shooting at cars on the road and trying to stay alive. 
So I always really enjoyed these games. That's and then real life in Pueblo, Colorado. That sounds like it based on what you've been telling me. Frank's car just got broken into the other day. Freaking brawls with knives at the mall down the street. Helicopters hovering out. Hey, apologies if I can't remove all the helicopter noise on Frank's audio this week. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I made sure the house was nice and quiet for recording. I can't control the sky. <laughs> There's fucking helicopters flying around overhead, probably looking for someone who's hiding in your backyard or something. I didn't realize Pueblo was like like a, a war zone over there. Especially when I go outside. Especially when you go outside. Uh, but this Super Spy Hunter track is so rocking. It's so like, oh, dude, it's it reminds me a lot of like some of the stuff that he worked on in Batman. There's a little bit of Journey to Silius in here. Uh, he, he definitely borrowed because this now, you know, Super Spy Hunter, when it released in 1991, he had been composing for five years. And unfortunately, we're already getting to the end of like his compositional career. Because after after 93 and 94, where he did like a couple things, he only did one game in 96 and one game in 97. And then that was peace out, Naked Kodaka, going to be a teacher. So I don't know. But this this, this definitely has the Contra sound to it again. You have Contra as well in there is right. You're absolutely well. Uh, wow, I said that totally wrong, but you are absolutely right um, that it, it does sound a lot like Contra to you. And then the last track, it's like we've been recording for a few hours and I'm already losing my train of thought. We uh, we played a track from Super Fantasy Zone. I think it would have been a, a tragedy had we not played something from Super Fantasy Zone on an episode featuring music of Naoki Kodaka. And I'm glad that I was able to pick the water melody. Now we have played several tracks from Super Fantasy Zone in the past. Uh, it's this gorgeous soundtrack on the Sega Genesis, but I don't think any track is more gorgeous than this water melody, dude. It is beautiful. This is the favorite thing we've heard so far, in my yeah, opinion. This is definitely my favorite track we've played so far. And it's funny because fan uh, Super Fantasy Zone music usually ends up as like, you know, favorites on any track or any episode that they make it on in any podcast. It's just it's an excellent soundtrack that it, it highlights the fun. It highlights the oh man, just the 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 uniqueness that Naoki Kodako was. But even though uh, it was a this was like a, a shoot 'em up game, these were really fun. And back when you know sh uh, shmups or shoot 'em ups, whatever you want to call them, they used to be all over the place. And they're they're kind oh, yeah. of coming back now, like with with bullet hell and all that kind of stuff. So which you know near and Returnal, I still can't beat Returnal. I'm still trying. Which is I, like a, I a can't bullet believe hell that you can't beat game. Dude, it's so challenging. Like I, I've finished now. I haven't played it in probably a week since I got my Series X. I do need to fire up a run in Returnal and see and see how I do now that it's been a while. I have a feeling I would probably die so fast, but the game is just it's a ridiculous uh, roguelike that's a souls like as well. But it's also got that bullet hell style, you know, Rezo, it's the same team that made Rezo Gun, which was a shmup. So okay, it's okay. smart, but uh, I love shmups, dude. I really do. I think they're a great genre and the music to Super Fantasy Zone is just it's so much fun. This was released on this was on the Genesis class Classic, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. I just I was just looking at my box. 
because I, I still have the, the, the box to my Sega Genesis Mini or Classic here right next to the where I keep my boxes and underneath my computer tower for like all the other stuff that I purchased. So, yeah, this was on the Genesis Mini. Um, if you have that, go back and check this game out if you've ever missed it. Uh, Super Fantasy Zone is a really fun game with a soundtrack that'll just make you smile from ear to ear the entire time. <laughs> it's so good. It is absolutely so good. But uh, Frank, we are going to kick to our last block of three tracks here before we close out. And Bedroth actually has our closeout pick, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, we have an entire block on Albert Odyssey that Frank, you, yeah, you decided to to pick from, from three different Albert Odyssey games. And, you know, Albert Odyssey, definitely one of the franchises that we've largely ignored. It is a an, an RPG series, and it's kind of weird that we, we've skipped over it as often as we have, but uh, I love the music found with an Albert Odyssey. So let's go ahead and jump to a block of music from these games, and then we'll be back to close the show out right after that. You're listening to The Road Walked by Heroes from Albert Odyssey. Released March 5th, 1993, composed by Naoki Kodaka. You're listening to Land of Frozen Forest from Albert Odyssey 2, released December 22, 1994, composed by Naoki Kodaka. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're listening to The Breadwinner from Albert Odyssey Gaiden, released August 9th, 1996, composed by Naoki Kodaka. absolutely love this piece of music dude it reminds me so much of like dragon quest and fire emblem because they play a lot of music like this i'll do this this track is as we listen to it again talking about it goosebumps again like this track is so strong i love the way that it sounds uh have you played these games at all um no no i have not because they've never released in north america at least not to, i think one of, actually no i think the last okay. one legend of Eldine. it is but you're right in the way that the eyes and nose and mouths are drawn it looks very Toriyama. very dragon quest which is very <laughs> absolutely very dragon quest as well yep uh but the second track we played was from albert odyssey 2 and this one here is land of the ice tree i love this I love this, dude. I know how to I know how to win, Brian. When, when, when it comes to picking tracks for you, I gotta go to a, a Japanese RPG with good music. Pretty much, I'll, I'll pretty much always really enjoy that. Um, I, I like, the, I, I like the flute towards the middle and towards the end. Me too. I wish these games would have released. Like I wish Sunsoft would have ported these over to the SNES back in the day, because I think these games probably could have, you know, went down as some memorable Super Nintendo games had. I'm, I'm sure they did in Japan. I, I know they did. And I'm assuming they would have done the same here in the US had they actually just ported them over. Seriously, I think Sunsoft should do another one of these compilations, just throw it all together, put it on the Switch. I mean, it's a perfect yeah. spot for it. They could probably put all of their games on one freaking cartridge at this point. You know what I mean? Like, just do an entire Sunsoft 
Ubisoft collection with everything. And even if you don't translate it, I'd still buy it. I'd still try to play it. Like, it's just the ease of not having to ease another great series, but you know, nothing to do with the <laughs> off. It's the ease of not having to do it illegally through ROMs and stuff, right? It's, it's a legit way to play the game, a legit way to have a piece of history. I wish Sunsoft would do something like that because it's not like they're not still around. Like, yeah. they're still around as a company. Sunsoft still exists. They just aren't making video games anymore. The last thing they published, well, I guess they, they still are like publishing things. They published Abduction back in June of 2018 that was developed by Cyan Worlds. Um, and then they published a couple other things as well. So it's not like they're not still out there. They published Clock Tower back in 2012. They could easily probably make some money by throwing a compilation together of their like 8-bit, 16-bit games when they were popular. Just, just for the preservation factor, I mean, it's such a big push. It's a big push right now, which is why I love podcasts like ours and others. Uh, the pre preservation of video game music is such a big thing because it's 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 being Actually, lost. Actually, we're going to lose a lot of this stuff. It, 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 it's, it's being lost. You need the preservation. You need these things to live on for future generations to appreciate, you know, what came before. So. And the right holders are trying so hard to make that, you know, harder for us to, yeah. to, to be able to appreciate this music and to ha have it live on digitally because of, you know, everything with just the way rights holders are like anything that's not an official release is can you know considered terrible or you know illegal but it just it sucks because i i don't want this music to ever disappear like i want this to be preserved for as long as and just like i want games to be preserved i'm not an opponent of roms i like roms for that reason for the preservation of games i just wish that it was like easier to do officially you know what i mean yeah like if you because it used to be the, the, the common thing people say oh if you have the game you can own the rom because that's it's true which, which is not true at all but i think that should be a process if you own the game you should be able to own the rom uh so you can preserve your, your Some collection pick up your own game right like even I, now honestly, like I mean, I'd be willing to pay for ROMs. I, I have no sure. problem with that. And, and dude, we do all the time because Kickstarter sells us ROMs all the time. <laughs> that's ab that's absolutely 100 percent true. We pay for ROMs all the time through Kickstarter and through you know these smaller companies that do release these things uh, in, in in ROM fashion. But sitting here thinking about like my my Xbox Series X and my PlayStation Five upstairs, I'm buying most things on those digitally, even though I have discs versions of both but event like i i want to make sure that my games there are preserved and with with sony you know just trying to take off the the playstation store on ps3 and vita recently thank god they changed their mind because they heard the backlash from fans it's still gonna happen in the future right like we're still gonna lose access to this shit and if we ever delete it by mistake or our hard drive gets yeah. corrupted we can't access the store to re-download it what are we gonna do that's the issue with digital preservation we spend all this money hundreds thousands some people spend tens of thousands of dollars i'm sure there's people that spend millions of dollars on games and you don't have this way to make sure your stuff is preserved and protected and that's really sad i know that's kind of a tangent to get into here just off of albert odyssey music but uh it's absolutely true. My God, are they coming down? Are they landing on your house over there, Frank? The helicopters are getting louder. 
I've never heard this many helicopters in this short oh period my of time. God. Uh, we had uh, the the last track we played there in that track. We had from Albert Odyssey, Legend of Eldian, which is the one that I am familiar with. I've never finished it, but I am familiar with it since it did release here on the Sega Saturn. Uh, those who do not work should not eat. I love the, like the march based tempo of this track after the initial opening, dude. It is so good. This one really is. It's, it's a nice jaunty march. It's a very frank track. Very frank. Absolutely. Very frank. I love this track, man. It is It is so, so good. So good. Uh, but like I mentioned, we're going to close out with a Bedroth pick. And he actually brought us uh, something from... I got I to gotta look this one up. I, I forget the name. Outlive or Outlive Be Eliminate Yesterday is the actual name of the game. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that sounds better in Japanese. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I don't know the Japanese name though, because if you look at it, like it, it's not listed anywhere. Um, let me look at Sunsoft's list. Nope, they have it listed as the same thing as well. Outlive, be eliminate yesterday. But like, I looked for the soundtrack on YouTube. I've looked for the soundtrack. It, it's so hard to find information on this game. Like, I don't exactly no and this was this his last game this was the last game that he worked on and it was a playstation game that released in 1997. now there is a quick look video on youtube that has a couple hundred views um it looks like garbage (laughs) (laughs) look at the graphics dude Dude. look at the game the game looks like garbage but We, we say that all the time though man like crap games sometimes have good music it absolutely does. It's this, you know what it almost looks like? You're in this, like if you jump to like 10 minutes into the video, you're in this mech and you're kind of piloting around what I would assume is a dungeon. It's almost like a first person dungeon crawler, like Etrian Odyssey, um, Shimagami Tensei. It, it reminds me of that. I don't know that that's the case, but that's what I'm getting. And then he just locked onto an enemy and shot some missiles at it. So that's kind of the, the feel that I'm getting is this might be a mech based first person dungeon crawler. Uh, it, it doesn't look that great, but back in 97, I mean, God, you know, this is like crap. <laughs> it does. But back in 97, it probably was the best thing ever. So. <laughs> But we're going to close out with a, a track uh, that I don't even know the name of. Like, I, I don't even know the name of this track. Did, did uh, he, let me be, is it Be Eliminate Yesterday? No, that's the name of the game. Oh, really? Okay. Live Be Eliminate Yesterday is the name of the game. So let's see if Bedroth actually listed the name of the track here in his email. Let's see if Bedroth knows. Bedroth. You, you sure the game isn't just called out live and this track is Be Eliminate Yesterday? No, I'm, I'm 100% positive. All right. He, he, he just listed it as track number six as well. Yeah. Out live for out live be eliminate yesterday is the actual name of the game because that's what it's listed on, as under naoki kodaka's profile right. under sunsoft's profile uh very weird definitely very weird but the track amazing dude we are closing dude, out with what, a, what, what, a track, what a track to close out thank you Bedra. Yeah. We are closing out with an absolute banger of a pick. Um, and, and you know what's funny too, Frank, is that uh, the uh, like he, he he picked some great picks for us. Like I really wish he would have been there for us for for this episode. We because, have to coordinate with him for September. Like no, no questions about it. Yeah, we definitely got to try to get him involved in an episode with us in the future. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I know he'd be down. Hopefully, once our schedules figure it themselves out and like we have a legit day and time that we record every single week instead of just picking a random time to, to do it that way you know just we both happen to be free uh we will definitely get bedrock 
here on a, on a composer appreciation or just any episode with us because I think that'd be a lot of fun. But I had so much fun today, dude, listening to the music of Naoki Kodaka, getting to talk about it. I, I'm looking at the recording list here. I don't think we've actually talked this long in a while about something, you know, for how long we've actually gone on. So this was a really fun episode. I'm glad we did this. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, we played a lot of great music featuring Naoki Kodaka, someone that I do hope returns to the gaming industry at some point, though it has been, you know, like we talked about 15 years, the uh, the likelihood of that happening getting slimmer as each year goes on. But uh, we, we do have this excellent catalog, back catalog of music to go back to and and really appreciate. And that's not even every game that Naoki Kodaka worked on. I mean, you can go listen to the, the soundtrack to the original Spy Hunter, Ripple Island, Freedom Force, Platoon, go re-listen to right. the we'll do Kodaka 2, Judgment Day, one of these days. We can do, we can do Kodaka 2, Judgment Day, once again, absolutely, man. Absolutely. We or Kodaka absolutely. 2, the new batch. I, I can do these stupid puns all day long. <laughs> Kodaka 2, the return of the Joker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, Frank, I think that's about going to do it unless you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here. Um, well, I think we've talked long enough. Me too. <laughs> that's unfortunately then, probably fortunately for everybody else, going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there, and if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, like we said, we, we don't really know the name of this one. It's just called Track 6 from Out Live or Outlive Be Eliminate Yesterday, released sometime in 1997, and it was composed as everything on the episode was today by Naoki Kodaka. Naoki Kodaka, if you're listening, if you ever hear this, thank you so much for all the wonderful music you composed back through the late 80s, early 90s, into the late 90s. It's an, an absolute honor to get to talk about it and listen to it. Uh, we're going to close out with this. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.